are listening to the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year, I'm reading and commenting on this four-volume, 2,500-page work by Venerable Maria of Agreda. If you want to be a part of a discussion group, there is a Facebook group, Mystical City of God in a Year podcast, in which you can interact with other listeners who have questions and who are sharing about the daily readings. Today is day 22. And we pick up where we left off yesterday in Volume 1, Book 1, Chapter 12, Paragraphs 170 to 177. If you remember, we were talking about St. Joachim and St. Anne. They themselves lived with each other in undisturbed peace and union of heart, without quarrel or shadow of a grudge. The most humble Anne subjected herself and conformed herself in all things to the will of Joachim, And that man of God, with equal emulation of humility, sought to know the desires of holy Anne, confiding in her with his whole heart. Proverbs 31.11 And he was not deceived. Thus, they lived together in such perfect charity that during their whole life, they never experienced a time during which one ceased to seek the same thing as the other. Matthew 18.20 But rather, as being united in the Lord, they enjoyed his presence in holy fear. St. Joachim, solicitous to obey the command of the angel, honored his spouse and lavished his attention upon her. The Lord forestalled the holy matron Anne with the blessings of his sweetness, communicating to her the most exalted graces and infused signs, which prepared her for the happy destiny of becoming the mother of her, who was the mother of God himself. As the works of God are perfect and consummate, It was natural to expect that he should make her a worthy mother of the most pure creature, who should be superior in sanctity to all creatures and inferior only to God. This fortunate couple passed twenty years of their married life without issue. In those times and among the people of the Jews, this was held to be the greatest misfortune and disgrace. On this account, they had to bear much reproach and insult from their neighbor and acquaintances. For all those that were childless, were considered as excluded from the benefits of the Messiah. But the Most High wished to afflict them and dispose them for the grace which awaited them, in order that in patience and submission they might tearfully sow the glorious fruit which they were afterwards to bring forth. They continued in most fervent prayers from the bottom of their hearts, mindful of the command from on high. They made an express vow to the Lord, and if he could give them issue, they would consecrate it to his service in the temple of Jerusalem. This offer was made by an especial impulse of the Holy Ghost, who had ordained that she who was to be the habitation of the Son of God should before coming into existence be offered, and as it were pledged by her parents to the same Lord. For if they had not obliged themselves by a special promise to offer her to the temple before they possessed her, they would not have been able to make the sacrifice on account of the vehement love which her sweetness and grace engendered. According to our mode of understanding, such things, the Lord, in a measure, allied his fears, lest his most holy mother should remain in possession of anyone else. And his love, so to say, diverted itself by a certain delay in creating her. Having, at the command of the Lord, persevered a whole year in fervent petitions, it happened, by divine inspiration and ordainment, that Jochum was in the temple of Jerusalem, offering prayers and sacrifices for the coming of the Messiah and for the fruit which he desired. Arriving with others of his own town to offer their common gifts and contributions in the presence of the high priest, Isaacar, an inferior priest, harshly reprehended the old and venerable Joachim 
for presuming to come with the other people to make his offerings, in spite of his being childless. Among other things, he said to him, Why dost thou, Jochum, come with thy offerings and sacrifices, which are not pleasing in the eyes of God, since thou art a useless man? Leave this company and depart. Do not annoy God with thy offerings and sacrifices, which are not acceptable to him. The holy man, full of shame and confusion and humble love, thus addressed the Lord. Most high Lord and God, at thy command and desire I came to the temple. He that takes thy place despises me. My sins merit this disgrace, but since I accept it according to thy will, do not cast away the creature of thy hands. Psalm 137.8 Joachim hastened away from the temple, full of sorrow, though peaceful and contented, to a farm or storehouse which he possessed. And there in solitude he called upon the Lord for some days, praying as follows, Most high and eternal God, on whom depends the whole existence and the reparation of the human race, prostrate in thy living presence, I supplicate thy infinite goodness to look upon the affliction of my soul, and to hear my prayers and those of thy servant Anne. To thine eyes are manifest all our desires. Psalm 37.10 And if I am not worthy to be heard, do not despise my humble spouse. Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our first fathers do not hide thy kindness from us, nor permit, since thou art a father, that I be numbered among the reprobate and the outcast in my offerings, because thou givest me no issue. Remember, O Lord, the sacrifices, Deuteronomy 9.27, and oblations of thy servants and prophets, my ancestors, and look upon their works which were pleasing to thy divine eyes. Since thou commandest me, my Lord, to pray to thee in confidence, grant me according to the greatness of thy mercy the power that which at thy wish I pray for. In beseeching thee I fulfill thy will and render the obedience in which thou hast promised to grant my petition. If my sins hinder an exercise of thy mercies, take away what displeases and hinders thee. Thou art mighty, Lord God of Israel, and all that thou wishest thou canst accomplish without hindrance. Let my prayer reach thy ears, and if I am poor and insignificant, thou art infinite and always ready to exercise mercy with the downcast. Whither shall I flee from thee, who art the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Thou hast filled thy sons and servants with benedictions in their generations, and thou hast instructed me to expect and desire from thy bounty that thou hast wrought in my brethren. If it is thy pleasure to yield to my petition and grant me issue, I will offer it and consecrate it to thy holy temple in perpetual service. I have riveted my eyes and my will on thy holy will, and have always desired to keep them free from the vanishing things of this world. Fulfill in regard to me what is according to thy pleasure, and rejoice our spirit with thy accomplishment of our hopes. Look down from thy throne upon this vile dust, and raise it up in order that it may magnify thee and adore thee, and let in all things be fulfilled thy will." and not mine. While Joachim was making these petitions in his retirement, the holy angel manifested to holy Anne that her prayer for an issue accompanied by such holy desires and intentions was pleasing to the Almighty. Having thus recognized the will of God and of her husband, Joachim, she prayed with humble subjection and confidence that it be fulfilled. Most High God, my Lord, Creator and Preserver of the universe, whom my soul reveres as the true God, infinite, holy, and eternal, prostrate in thy real presence, I will speak, though I am but dust and ashes. Esther 13.9 
proclaiming my need and my affliction. Lord God, uncreated, make us worthy of thy benediction, and give us holy fruit of thy womb, in order that we may offer to thy service in the temple. Genesis 18.27 Remember, O Lord, that Anne, thy servant, the mother of Samuel, was sterile, and that by thy generous mercy she received the fulfillment of her desires. I feel within me a courage which incites and animates me to ask thee to show me the same mercy. Hear then, O sweetest Lord and Master, my humble petition. Remember the sacrifices, offerings, and services of my ancestors, and the favors which thy almighty arm wrought in them. I wish to offer to thee, O Lord, an oblation pleasing and acceptable in thy eyes. But the greatest in my power is my soul, my faculties, and my inclinations given to thee and my whole being. If thou look upon me from thy throne giving me issue, I will from this moment sanctify and offer it for thy service in the temple. Lord God of Israel, if it should be thy pleasure and goodwill to look upon this lowly and impoverished creature, and to console thy servant Jochum, grant me my prayer, and may in all things be fulfilled thy holy and eternal will. These were the prayers which St. Jochum and Anne offered. On account of my great shortcomings and insufficiency, I cannot fully describe what I was made to understand concerning the holiness of these prayers and of these saintly parents. It is impossible to tell all, nor is it necessary, since what I have said is sufficient for my purpose. In order to obtain a befitting idea of these saints, it is necessary to estimate and judge them in connection with the Most High End and ministry for which they were chosen by God. For they were the immediate grandparents of Christ our Lord and the parents of his Most Holy Mother. This concludes our reading today from the Mystical City of God. Today we read from chapter 12, paragraphs 170 through 177. Tomorrow we'll begin with chapter 13. I think one of the things we take note of, especially in this reading, is how barrenness was perceived, especially in the Jewish culture, in the Old Testament, how it was perceived. It even mentions today in our reading that story of Hannah, who gives birth to Samuel. And Hannah was in the temple, and she was praying. She was pouring out her heart, saying, God, I want to be a mother. I want my husband to be a father. I want a son. I'm going to give this son to you if you give me a child. She's pouring out her heart, and God hears her prayer. And so we see the same thing happening here. We see Jochum and Anne, and they both have these heartfelt prayers that they offer to Almighty God, that they're saying to God, this is the desire of my heart. I'm sorry for whatever I've done that I haven't enjoyed your favor, but please bless us with a child. Well, now we know today that probably medically there was something going on in the life of Jochum and Anne, but previously this was seen as kind of a spiritual issue that God chose not to favor you. Of course, we don't hold to that anymore. That's not what we really believe, but there are individuals out there who struggle with fertility to this day. And I love a little shrine to Our Lady in St. Augustine, Florida. There's also another little shrine in the Holy Land in Bethlehem. And it's Our Lady of La Leche. And people go there. Couples go there. They pray there. They ask God to give them a child because they've been without child for many years. And then God gives them the grace of a child. God hears their prayer. 
Doctors told him you can't conceive, it's impossible, but yet nothing is impossible for God, as we know from the Gospels. And so they petition Almighty God, and they receive that child. And that's what we see here in the life of Jochum and Anne. But think about this, that Jochum is off at the temple, he's praying to God, and at the very same time, Anne is also offering her sincere prayer to God. And so even though they're distant, they're far apart right now, their hearts as husband and wife are united to God in prayer. And this is pleasing to God. And God has a plan for all things. And so God hears the prayer of Jochum and Anne. And tomorrow we're going to hear how God answers that prayer. How God sends an angel to Jochum and to Anne to tell them that you're going to be the mother of the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's more tomorrow. I'm Father Edward Looney, and you have been listening to the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed today's reading and reflection, and that you'll come back tomorrow as we continue to progress through the story of Jochum and Anne. May God bless you today, and Mary pray for you.